Every good. country gets two representatives. No. Who you send is up to you. No, one rep. Every country oh, gets one rep. rep. In a backup? No you get a backup? drug tests. No testing <laughs> no, at all. Of course, no drug tests at all. We're not Drugs even are a, encouraged. We're not even going to test citizenship. I'm going to just put drugs You can poach Americans and say they're Canadian. You can poach. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to. You send how you send. You can send a oh. dog. Now you're going strategy send a is Americans. Bowl, send a gorilla. Sneak send some a sneakers snake. in as Canadians. Send that snake. Send a snake. Bite. Venomous snake. <laughs> a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> this is like. Hey, you, you joined. Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. You look like. Uh... You look great. You look great. You, but it also looks like, you know, like one of those photos you pay extra for. Or maybe <laughs> an old Civil War photo where they focus only in on you. Oh. And you stick out, you know? The portrait mode. You're on portrait oh. mode. You oh. got a really defined uh outline. I only use I only use uh, Snapchat filters now. That's where I exist. Do I'm just have, a husk of a man. Do you have the uh isn't there like some kind of like I was going to say God's butthole, but like, isn't there like a <laughs> ring light or something that people use? Oh, yes. The halo light. Oh, no. It may be the beautiful natural light. Oh, that's it. Coming through the window. But must... yes, that the God's butthole ring light. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Because they backlight you with that soft ring light. So it looks like how I look now. Being a podcast, don't conceive me. So they don't know how beautiful. I yeah, am. they don't. They don't follow this. That is not a bad idea for a sketch. I'm recording, by the way. There's not a bad idea for a sketch. Uh, you know, if you were going yeah. towards the light and you're like, it was amazing. I was traveling towards this beautiful light. And then somebody comes up. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great. Yeah, we were heading sure. to God's butthole. You it, was just, God's it, was, butthole. it was God's butthole. You're just being bat by God's butthole. You spread his butt cheeks. What? What? <laughs> I don't that, know where that you was go it? from that. They're like, that's why these guys are top notch. They got God's butthole, reincarnated fart, obsessed with God's bowel movements, bowels of hell, the bowels of hell, welcome to God's butthole, the bowels of hell. It's the, that's classic, the human connection. It's just GI tract problems. That's all since humans crawled out of the mud. I wonder if, uh, like if God, because if. Not God's butthole, but what I'm thinking about is like you know on a cruise ship, like they don't have mm-hmm. cops or jail, but they have something with like the brig. <laughs> like, like is there it. a brig in jail, heaven? Whatever that is, like that's where the hardest detectives from Miami, San Francisco, L.A., New York. Once you reset, it's like that secret echelon of like you're the toughest cop in Miami. Guess what? Cruise ship cop. Cruise ship jail. There's just like a floating cruise ship prison. Do you know how cool a show called Cruise Ship Cops would be? It'd be incredible. Trademark. There is a show already out there that doesn't even follow anybody as cool as cops. It just follows schlubs that work on a boat. It's right. It's like the kitchen. Below deck. Fancy boat kitchens. (laughs) That's what it should be called. Well, that's what Steven Seagal runs and... Under siege. <laughs> Fancy exactly. boat kitchen. Started the whole thing. Fancy boat kitchen. Uh, yeah, I'd watch cruise cops all day. 
Because it has to happen. Like, we know all the shit about the cruise ships, like, breaking down. And then, you know, like, the bilge pumps. See, I know enough about shit. Bilge, start, you know, like, when they were like, we can't bring this boat back because it's so full of disease and pirate people. We got to leave it to the cruise cops. It's got to stay out there, right? You could get at least two seasons out of cruise cops. It, well, it's truly the perfect mesh, quite frankly. If you like a cheesy sitcom, Love Boat. If you like of a cheesy yeah. cop drama, Miami Vice, Cruise Cops. Mm-hmm. So you mix them together. There's a new fucking cast every week, other than your Cruise Cops, mm-hmm. because you have a new crop of people in. So you bring in, yeah. I don't know, who was, who was the hots of the day? You got George Burns coming through, Goebbels. Gobbles. Gobbles. <laughs> I hope that's the same episode, by the way. And you, you invert it, and Gobbles is the, the the curious cop, and George Burns is the evil Nazi. Oh, man. What do you think, over under? George Burns, was he kind of a prick? He could have been, maybe. No, I don't think so, because he got those movies, the God movies. John Denver. That I remember seeing as a kid. Oh, God. Because his my best butthole. friend died. Because the other comedian, very famous old comedian. God damn it. What's his name now? I can't think Buddy of Buddy Hackett? No, it was... um, Shit. The story is... I fumbled the ball on the story because I don't know the name of the comedian. But the... um, He used to do the late night stuff. Ah, It doesn't matter. Like host the it late night show? Like host the late night show? It's not Bert. I keep thinking Bert Lancaster. That's because you're in Field of Dreams mode. I know. Honk mode. (laughs) Full on dreams mode. Uh, But uh, not not Burl Ives. Oh, Milton Burl. Another another very famous comedian was supposed to be in the Oh God movies. Okay. But he died. And so they were like, we can't make them? We're not going to make the movies? And then George Burns was like, I'll do it to honor my friend. And he played both parts. And he played, yeah. But two checks. Anyways, riveting. The story is riveting. And he cashed that check in front of that comic's widow. Yep. Yep. And made three of them. He lived that long. I I think they made that movie... Solely on the idea of like, oh, it's going to be George Burns' last movie. Jeez, well, but what was... All right, name another George Burns movie. I, one with talking in it? No, I can't name any. <laughs> right? I know he had a... He had, it was George and Gertie or whatever, but like... He had the radio show, which is amazing, you know? Like good yeah. old... Like pre-podcast, George and Gertie. Yeah. Amazing co- comedy team. But as far as movies, I got Oh God, You Devil. Oh God, you devil two! Oh God, you devil three! I don't know any other George Burns movies, other than him being referenced in other comedies. Like, you know, there were there was not a a George Burns vehicle where they're like, ah, let's get another Burns going. He wasn't the like nineteen thirties version of Adam Sandler. Although I hope, as I say that, I hope to Google it and find he made a golf movie. In a movie where he went to a boarding school. And he already pl- played a movie where he played the devil. That's Adam Sandler. Oh, uh, shampoo bottle up your ass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a he's like a shit car. I can't do his impression. I just remember seeing him at the Academy Awards 
like mm. the year he turned a hundred. And he came out, yeah, and he, like yeah. he wasn't doing jumping jacks or whatever, but he had a big cigar in his mouth. He came out, they all clapped. He said a few one-liners, and I remember even that. Like, who knows when that was? I was probably ten. It was probably like nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. And I remember that vividly. 90s. Yeah, thinking, I remember it too. Oh, some people can do it. Like some people yeah. can be a hundred, be mm-hmm. competent. He died like two days later, by the way. But I was like sure. that guy. Is looks exactly the same as when I saw him in Oh God, You Devil Part Two on yeah. Encore, and that movie was made in like 1981. Like, well, right, that's that the thing we. It was like two or three episodes ago we talked about our love and my love in particular for the Three Stooges, and then we right. talked about that David Lynchian Three Stooges movie where they were all just old and literally, like you said, on the boat died months after this movie was colorized. Well, one of them so died he... during it, right? And they just put a mop <laughs> in the boat. <laughs> yeah, just a Mo or whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, just throw a deck of cards in there. Uh, no, but that George Burns was that, that weird cross. Because I knew he was old. Right. But that's that like simple, before you understand the concept of time, you're like... Like, I remember the first time I saw Nosferatu... It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. it was old, I thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And I attached that sort of, like, if it felt old, it meant it was more real. Okay. So stuff that was more colorized, like, oh, God, you devil. I was just like, bad movie. It's just a Dundee vehicle without a Dundee in it. Sure. Oh, I turned on the TV the other day, and I'm sure I turned on to a Dundee, but it was like a whale's tail or some bullshit. Did he do another series where he did just, a, he's a whale? I think he did a, a series with Harpooner. Elijah Wood about a whale that had, like, a prosthetic tail. Oh, oh, like a, not, what is it, uh, not Shamu, Shamu is SeaWorld, but the the one with the, the loopy back, old loopy back whale? Oh, that gets a killer shark? Killer whale? Shark whale? Yeah, what was the, the series that was Free of movies? Free Wheelie, that's what I'm thinking of. Loopy back? Remember old Loopy Whale back? Oh, yeah, because I, I can never forget it, because um, uh, doesn't it go up at the end? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> where I was going with what you were saying with... An erect wait, I, was, I wasn't even going anywhere. Thing. You were talking. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Uh, you're talking... It's a Dundee vehicle. Oh, yeah, just the, like, for me as a kid, that George Burns, it was just like, oh, he just makes, he's just made these movies for his entire life. Because those were the movie stars I knew were like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger only makes these type of movies. Or, you know, Sylvester Stallone only makes these type of movies. So I was just like, oh, George Burns is the old guy. Yeah, all right. In comedies, I don't find funny because I, like... People who parch, punch, yeah. farting butt cheeks with boxing gloves. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm a Sandlerian man. Yeah. Well, the thing I think about George Burns, though, as I recall, and again, this is like young me. I the same way. I, apparently, I'm watching a lot of comics on award shows at a young age, but because <laughs> yeah, I remember an yeah. MTV Movie Awards where Milton Berle came out, and here I'm going to contrast the two, and he came out yeah. to present an award with RuPaul, and he said something like, even like at the time, like obviously things have shifted so much in vernacular mm. and appropriate behavior. 
he just said some shitty like trans gay jokes to RuPaul and she was like yeah well you can't get an erection obviously much better joke yeah. she's just like you're sure. an old but, man yeah. so you can't get it up and he looked at her with the type of viscera like how dare this African American um, right what is Ru- RuPaul RuPaul is not transgender she's just drag queen no. right she's yeah. just drag yeah 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 um the two personas i don't yeah. know his name out uh, outside of his yeah forgive Superman me forgive me if i said it wrong of... but i i know rupaul is married to a, a really cool dude so well i don't know if he's a cool dude they make a good couple see how i'm, they look I'm great milton burl in it anyways milton burl just had the look of like i'm not with it at all i can't hang all you people are young upstarts you all suck like this is my way or the highway whereas i rem- as i recall george burns could always kind of could just hang. roll with it. He could hang. Got a cigar, probably saying nasty jokes, but then letting old RuPaul give him a tweak on the well, hundred-year-old cheeks. I think that's just the sort of like you, the the style, like the Milton Berle was always chasing, chasing the 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 next hot thing. Whereas right. George Burton, literally, we're talking about a movie where the man's nearly a hundred. Right. He hasn't been in a movie we could name. We can name one movie, and he was in his 90s. And that was the <laughs> right. reason the movies kept being made, because they're like, this motherfucker <laughs> is still alive. Yeah. He is basically God personified, which me is just that sort of like jujitsu shifting of weight. Like, I don't need to chase it. You'll come to me because I have. Um, wit wit is timeless as long as you're smart enough to wield it whereas milton burl's on stage with rupaul rupaul only busted his chops because he said something shitty about her oh they're just busting chops yeah and then he couldn't take it because he grew up in the scene where it was like oh you say that to me in a like he's a saloon comic yeah he's like i'll kill you for that shit yeah. Which is outdated, and then why are you on stage anyway? You you just t- tipped your hand. You're fucking weird and old. You just proved you're weird and old on stage. Congratulations. Why we was asked he you on Because stage? we thought you were funny. I don't know. Who knows? Like, name on Milton Berle anything. Other Mr. than being Mr. Old? Lavender? I don't Dandy know. Lavender I know from nothing. the um the uh, the villain. Mr. Did Purple he do a bunch of game show Batman stuff? Booth? Yeah, right. No, exactly. Uh, Other than the up, stories of him having a, a big one. Like, like it was that it? Movies. Was that it? I think that was it. He was just he like... just a chat show douche. He just rode the wave of being a prick. He's a Kardashian. He's the... No, I take it back. Burl's the Kardashians world? are Burl's. They're all Burls. They yeah. should just be. It's the same course, thing. And Burl isn't Burl like a disease knot on a tree? Like, isn't that what Burl <laughs> is? Like that's the. Well, ter- you don't want the Burls. No, you don't want a burly. If you have Burl on your tree, you gotta exit neon paint. Take Sorry, it down. Get rid of it. Out. Got Burls. All the skin. All beautiful Burl skin. It just. It's a hard name. Burl. From a hard time. Melton. If that's your stage, I don't know if that was his name. That he was Ooh, born with. I wonder. Like, That's... like you got to have a tough name. You got to have a tough act. You got to be tough, 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 tough. So when you encounter this new, it just doesn't work. Uh, He's probably got a comedically 
you know, Eastern European name. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I mean, obviously I couldn't. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Did you get it? Did you do it? beautiful. God, you are so close, Case. Mendel Berlinger. Mendel Berlinger. Oof. It's Yiddish. It's Yiddish. So he's he's Jewish. I don't know if he was... uh, He's a Yiddish. He's born in New York. Of course. 1908. Oh, my God. You don't do good with with a name like that, where you come from. Like, you're born in 1908. Thankfully for him, he was born in America. So he didn't have to deal with all the other bullshit. We still got to deal with bullshit in the 30s and 40s, but he was here. I see. Yeah, sure. But still, you're just it. You're just this fucking weird armor. The idea it, it's like taking a, a a stand-up comic from the medieval peasant era and putting him next to. Uh, I see. Yeah, just you're just such like different. I. There's not. We have nothing in common. Casey, nothing in common. Let me go as also known as Mister Television goes, Uncle Milty. With my last Milty. role on this earth, playing Uncle Leo in the Keenan and Kel-, Kel special, two heads are better than none. Oh, he was in a Keenan and Kel, thank God. You know you're an old fucking timey individual where instead of like a memorial or a tombstone, you have a crypt. It's the Milton Burl crypt. Yeah. He has a crypt? He has a fucking crypt of Milton Berle at Hillside Memorial Park. No way. Come on. He's a like, crypt keeper. Marilyn Monroe He's the funny deserves crypt a keeper. crypt. Milton Berle. Give him a slab. A nice headstone. Just a white That cross. just goes to show you. Just if that's in dildo. your will. If your will is I need a crypt. What is a crypt? That's like a mental exercise of if you think you need a crypt. Sit, think about it. Do you need know, a crypt? for hours, yeah. Have you traveled the world? Have you spoken to people? Like, where do you... I feel the crypt is heavy. It's a heavy crypt vessel. you go into, isn't it? Isn't a crypt you walk into? What's a crypt? What I mean, am I thinking of? What am I thinking of the rich asking, people that you walk look in who and there's, you're a asking. Bench. I there's a bench? I assume there's a, a ghoul inside waiting to tell you a story. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I want a crypt... Or if this is a crypt, is it a mausoleum that you go into with a bench? Mausoleum would mausoleum. be. Mausoleum. On a mausoleum? I feel like a crypt is meant for, like, your family. Like, to go. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the Frywald crypt. And it was as you come to your oh. end. That's where you they would leave you when we were all more stationary as a as culture. What is a I could be completely crypt. and totally wrong, but... Crypt is a stone chamber beneath the floor of a church or other building and typically contains coffins, sarcophagi, and religious relics. What do you think it is? Milty's crypt. <laughs> Dildos <laughs> and like whoopee cushions. Big old petrified dink, which apparently is uh, just a, for. a bunch of racist gags. Yeah. yeah. Laid to rest. Um, How bad would you feel if that was what your legacy, which is kind of what it is? Big dick and being racist? Just, you need an, an extra casket. Two caskets. He There's that weird SNL story. Like, can you imagine? Like, Milton Wasn't Berle that, that's is the definition of what, is the definition of what makes sense to push back against now. Because yeah. the stories you hear is like, yeah. 
he'd see a black person and say something racist and then be like, no, but it's funny because I'm joking. You're like, uh, just because it has a punchline. And then the other thing is like the SNL story I heard was from like Lorraine Newman where she's like, yeah, everybody talked about having a big dick. And then I came in just to be like, hey, we're working on this sketch. Like, do you want to? And he just pulled out his dick and was like, see, it is big. You're like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) I wish that happened today with a cell phone video. Because it's just unpleasant regardless. Little, big. Hard that would be my Anybody pulling it out. The oldest person on the scale where you could give it half a degree of like, I think that's okay. Oh, because they're out of touch so much? Yeah. Who is be the oldest person that you can think of that would be a burly and I guess maybe it's because Martin I just Scorsese? Saw... No, he's too <laughs> no, wiry. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say something because I saw like somebody's bringing a case against uh Bob Dylan. Uh, Bob Dylan was Berlin. Wow. Back in the day. Of course he was. The norms were different. They weren't acceptable beyond. But Bob Dylan didn't. Of course he did. Right? He's yeah, always switching Starbucks you. drinks. Of course he'd pull it out and <laughs> yank. <laughs> but that's like, what's the age? And I was like, I guess like Bob Dylan's like the oldest where you're like, it's almost, I'm not saying it's acceptable, but you're like, hey, weird. He looks like weird. he's from a right. different era, <laughs> except Bob Dylan is like the, the face of progressive yeah, well, ideas that's the thing, right? and like, so you don't get to burl it. Burlitz a turlet. Send him to the turlet. Burlitz the turlet. is That's his crypt. Flush him down the turlet. <laughs> one, a, two, yeah. three. Name one celebrity, because it seems like, holy shit, like, just people are fallible, obviously. Some people are worse than others. Now we're going to find out Bob Dylan, you know, took a dump on the floor and was, you know, Rhodey loved you in it. But, like, I can tell you one person that I promise you, in in good faith, well, in my heart, name one celebrity that has no skeletons in their closet, or at least abusive or... Horrendous skeletons. And I think you're going to agree with me. Weird Al Yankovic. He killed his parents. That's his... <laughs> oh, that's right. He gassed them. They, oh, they died of gas. You're right. Gas leak. Wow. I've In never a cheap house he bought so him on his he Yankovic skimped. money. He skimped. He heat in that house with propane. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're right. Oh, yeah. No, but I no, I totally agree with you. Like of all of the people I could think of in like pop culture, like Weird Al is like the most wholesome, and he's like he is tier A one celebrity in my book. I don't know if anybody diminishes oh, yeah. him still. Like for a while, like back in the day, people would literally still be like, "You're a nerd." Like literally, people called him a nerd. They yeah. definitely called me a nerd for listening to some oh, of the of course. songs. Same, yeah, we yeah. were nerds. But, like, the balls on, you know, a sixth grader in my class with uh, Umbro shorts on and a Space Jam jersey. Going. Calling Weird Al himself a nerd? Like, the the, yeah. the disconnect is so off there, but that's how kids' minds think. Well, it's, it's funny to think about because I remember, like, back in that era, it was, like, all of us who are more towards the silly angle 
you're I was more excited for Bad Hair Day. Yeah. Than I was ever about actual Coolio. Oh, for sure. So that you have that disconnect of you're either you like a guy who's like taking taking a gas on something or somebody's like pun intended. He's fucking weak. He couldn't do it. He's a fool. Uh, yeah, he couldn't write his own. You, you you can't have that, like, you can't have it both. I mean, you can't now, because nobody gives a shit Yeah, anymore. everything's everything's somewhat melded. Everything's cruise cops now. It's come together. I can't, I think there's a new Dundee coming, like, it's called, like, Citizen Dundee goes to England it, or something. Like, John Cleese is in it. Oh, of course he is. How much money do I, I'm not put? I'm just saying because at some point there's like a wealth tax, right? Like at some yeah. point it's like people that are right on the edge of minimum wage, right? Like they're like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I can't work that extra shift because yeah. it'll cost me money to work. Like at what yeah. point does John Cleese need to stop doing a movie because that wealth tax is going to kick in? Right. No, you're totally right. He's riding the line because I remember like all those old documentaries about the about the stones are like, yeah, man, we live in France and live on an island because they're making too much money for England. Yeah, exactly. I think he's trying to meet that gap. He's got a gap. He's got to like need a taste. Love John Cleese. I think he's one of the funniest people ever. Hands down. Ever. But whenever I've heard him in interviews or in his interests, he's a very, I think we've had a big chunk of an episode. He's a very rational and analytical gentleman. So if you don't think Cleese has done the math on the wealth gap and whether he's doing Citizen Dundee goes to England, you got another thing coming. He made a documentary about wine. It's the most boring documentary I've ever, there was no humor in it whatsoever. It was just like, him in his backyard wine. drinking wine. Oh, he's, you know, you know, he is that thrifty. Just everything I've read about him, I fucking love him. I think he's the funniest person on the planet. But he's so analytical. He's so precise. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. He knows just how much to be silly. And if you look at the who Monty Python is, it's like the perfect mix and he's in the the perfect mix because he knows he's that analytical like faulty towers is so funny yeah but it is uncomfortable sure how because he knows how far you can push a bad joke right he's like paul mccartney writing a song like he knows the mathematics like he knows the equation how disappointed would you be because i know which way i would have went and i would have been like so you're at uh, whatever you're this isn't even a thing but you're at a monty python event okay yeah, yeah early the whole crew original mm-hmm. crew's there and they're so fucking funny and you know somebody that knows somebody so you're like oh my god you guys are so funny like this was amazing and for me i was always um uh directed towards john cleese like it just I don't know, he just always mm. stood out to me. I don't have to say anybody's my favorite. So I'd be like, oh, they're all going their separate ways. Oh, you want to, I'm going to go hang out with John Cleese. When you had Graham Chapman right there for the taking to go hit oh, the yeah. fucking town. Eric Idle's there. Oh, man. And you go with Cleese to the best Western 
to talk. Oh, no. Chaucer. He's, he's drinking Bud Lights at the hotel bar, and you're buying, <laughs> and he's yeah. going up to his room after, too. You're going to see God's butthole if you hang out with Graham Chapman and the boys. But John Cleese, you guys, it lights out at 7.30. Michael Palin, probably the, one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Yeah. Funny, yeah. awesome, can do everything. His travel log shows are amazing. Yep, super smart. But that's super... why John Cleese is like, we should do things together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, yeah, totally best Western bar. You're picking up the tab, and then you're going to be like, wait, what? And then you're going to get a text from... I'm going to get a text from you, and you're like, I'm with Graham Chapman. you got to get a car here now. And I was like, I spent three hours with John Cleese talking about ships in a bottle. George Harrison's holding a bong with his toes. (laughs) Get over here. Uh, Ship in a bottle. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. I love that. And you would know he's fucking with you. Because he yeah. thinks it's funny to talk about ships in a of bottle course. just to watch you chase him yeah. through his his Michelob Ultra Light, and then he's just like, Well, I'm I'm and and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, good evening. Oh man. Uh Dundee. Where did I I am sitting here with uh I Casey, I went down a rabbit welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast, I'm Hans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm Casey. Yeah, we've been on a hot one. We came in hot. That's a good it, Casey. What do you think of when I tell you that you can make your own mayonnaise with the miracle wand? (laughs) Does any imagery come to your head? Uh, yeah, it comes. Uh, what comes up is like I feel like I'm up too late. I'm chasing something. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I could find something great on TV, but you've crossed the threshold. It's gone. We've gone too far. That Miracle Want mayonnaise. Yes, I remember that. They were are about to play the national anthem, but you don't want it to come. So you're watching the no, Miracle No, you want TV. You need more TV. Yeah. That's like, like the just before your dad is able to, dad and mom are able to put down the money to buy cable. You're like, no, 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 please. No, I'll watch Miracle Wand. Ron Popeil, come on! So you're you're at the. This is a paid programming, and all your your fingers crossed, and you all you do is go. Don't be a book. It. Don't be a book. Don't be a book. Don't be a book. <laughs> don't be a book. Be a piece of equipment. Yes, be a piece be a of book. equipment. <laughs> yes. And so all Pete, my buddy Pete, we were hanging out <laughs> in Maine. Crap, all he had right. to do was say like, "Oh don't yeah, you know, like that." You know, like that blender that can make its own mayonnaise. And I was like, I have to see Mm -hmm. that. I have to see that wand make the mayonnaise. And I finally found it. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. It's not Popeil. It's some kooky British guy. And he puts the eggs. He puts the vinegar. He puts the oil. Puts the wand in. It's the guy that Bob Odenkirk makes fun of. Yes, yes. The crazy British guy. That's how dated the reference is, is. They make fun of it on Mr. Show. The mayonnaise was amazing, but I the cream yeah. on top of my sundae was their selling point. Here we go. go was uh, first of all, it's called the Stick Valenti. It was called the it's, Thunderstick Pro, I believe. Thank you, Thunderstick Pro with the Valenti wand or the Valenti mm-hmm. ring. Yep. So, yep, but yep, they bring yep. out what well, his deal. His selling point is 
how would you like to have a 30 or 30 calorie dessert? And he proceeds to just take the Valenti ring, which is just some type of whipping circle on the Thunderstick Pro. Puts it into, and this is a heavy, you can feel, it looks heavy. It's like pre, you're still going to, you're still getting a a high quality piece of shitty equipment. Because it's back in the early 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. Puts it on there and he puts it in like a, uh, one of those like um, coupe, champagne coupe cups with skim Mm -hmm. milk. And he just whips it, right? Just Valenti rings. Yeah. And so it becomes this foamy skim milk. And then the guy's like, so this is a delicious whipped dessert with 30 calories? And the British guy's like, no, no, no. That's just skim milk, all right? You have to. And then he puts a, a packet of equal in there. Oh, and then he yep, whips yep, the equal in that. there. And he goes, yep. now it's a 30 calorie whipped dessert fingers crossed <laughs> maybe it's 25 and he just mm, licks his lips <laughs> and then proceeds to give it to a human burl in the audience <laughs> who just takes a bite of this whipped topping and i was like god damn that made me want that whipped creamy dessert so bad as a kid but as an adult you know that there's absolutely zero maybe most kids do too but there's yeah. absolutely zero point zero percent chance that that's a delicious whipped creamy topping let alone a full dessert it's milk but equal but mom i could fill myself on 25 calorie whipped cream and i'd never have to eat a meal again mom it's whipped cream for dinner the scariest thing is that they're using these cups and they're you know how like delicate like a wine glass and like a even a pint glass is and like I sure, said, these yeah. are heavy duty metal and they're going in, but they don't tell you till later that they're like special plastic cups you can order with it. So people oh, yeah. are going hard for a whipped creamy dessert in like a in a shark glass. It's just of course. Oh, he yeah. makes a soup. And I was like, what the fuck? He makes a pint <laughs> with of soup. One, with one's wand. <laughs> One wand, a carrot. A, pe- a canned chicken, can- canned chicken, and water, oh, and he blends it together, and he's like, the blender heats it up, and this guy just drinks a pint of <laughs> soup. Friction. A fucking pint <laughs> of soup, like it was the most normal thing you've ever <laughs> have. Like, I'm going to go have my pint glass of soup. It's like a Hank Williams song. You ate a hot soup off your e- engine block. That's it, yeah. I got two old ladies and a pint of soup. Everybody knows I'm getting duped. That's uh, but the and then it's he like makes a Woody Guthrie anthem. Oh, pint of soup. It does sound like you know, like you know, it's like what does what does any man need? I just mm. need a strip of land and a pint of soup. Pint of soup and a and, and an Oldsmobile V8 engine. Pint of soup in every fridge and a coop of. 30 calorie creams <laughs> in every freezer. I'm not voting for you're, this guy. You're a feet son that begged you for this to make <laughs> yeah. his oh. elegant 38 calorie creams. I wish I there mean, was a metric on it. It TV like, nerds and how this... much they begged their parents for crap. Oh my god, of course. I begged my parents, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it needs to be brought back up because it was such a rook snake oil that super snacker pro which was just you butter two pieces of wonder bread days ago put pie filling in it and then 
press that sucker down, it's just pie filling sandwich. Yeah. It's just a pie filling sandwich. You better be careful. You better have put enough butter to get a crisp on that bread because if that pie filling gets so hot and it'll shoot the out the center of that wheat white. bread. What's that? I said in that bread stays the most uncrisped bread. Well, that's so you the, just have the... a loose buttery pocket it's with so... the hottest shit in the middle. <laughs> it is so yeah, it just didn't work. What else did she? So that's Shirley Evans or whatever that does the dump diets, dump cakes or whatever, copper, dump pl- copper, dump, dump dinners. She does the snacker pro. What else? She makes a pizza again. White bread. It has to be white bread. Pepperonis, cheese, can of tomato sauce. Again, that bread is far too weak for that sauce. So you're gonna get a hot squirt into the eye. Oh, How man. long did it? Because I, you and Meg are vegan, so you guys make a lot of your own food. Mm-hmm. It's like we have a snack. That bro. shit. How long did it took so long for Ash and I to figure out how to make like just good food? It's easy. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to make very tasty, very delicious food, and you don't need a a a goddamn hot pressed machine to like squirt it into a a baguette you should have a good kitchen knife Mm -hmm. a good saute pan an iron skillet if you're nasty a good blender is good like a like just a blender that can do everything and i don't know some some spoons like you shouldn't you need a cutting board you need no equipment and then all fresh ingredients is obviously optimal yeah and then as far as seasoning goes, you need, like, as basic as it comes. You know what I mean? Salt, Salt pepper. pepper. You... Uh, what would what that Maybe a... Yeah, but salt and pepper. That's really all you need. Maybe some, some type of pepper flakes or something like that. Or, well, something spicy. You get peppers. No, but you. it's like you seem like a dope because those shows, like, they're like, yeah, you need the Thunder, Thunderstick Pro to make this mayonnaise. And I was like, I mean, if you wanted to make mayonnaise, you could just make your own mayonnaise. Right, you just stir it. Or if you want to make your own sauce, you just need tomatoes. You know, like, depending on whatever the sauce it is. That, it's so easy, but it seems so inaccessible. It's like seems like such an arduous journey until you do it, and you're like, oh, it's actually not that difficult. Well, and if you have all that shit out on the table, like an emer- a thunder stick, bullshit. a snacker, your whole thing is full and you're going to make a meal and I'm going to use this and I'm going to make my own mayonnaise. Yeah, and then no, all of a sudden you got so much shit. One, gotta wash. I guarantee your mayonnaise didn't turn out as well as that Brit's. Oh, no. Especially if you're making the low-cal mayonnaise, which he didn't make and I knew why he didn't make it. He's like, if you want to make a no-calorie mayonnaise, switch the egg to cottage cheese. And switch the oil to, like, peanuts or something. I was like, no fucking way he's (laughs) making that mayonnaise for us. He didn't. Uh, Yeah, then you end up with all this equipment that didn't really do what it promised, and then you have to clean Mm -hmm. it. So you literally just throw it into the trash. So you're like, The trash meaning goodwill for some other asshole to go, is that a Thunderstick Pro? That's a super snacker. Ain't a Thunderstick? $2.50 a P, five bucks, I'll take it. I saw the old ad for Mr. Microphone. If you haven't seen it, uh, the Mr. Microphone ad, you're going to know the reference because Homer Simpson references it in a great episode of The Simpsons. It's one of Ron Popeil's first, like put him on the goddamn map. And it's him 
All it is is a microphone that you can tune in the frequency on the radio, so you can hear yourself through the radio. It's a wireless microphone. You turn it to 96.1, and that's the frequency on your microphone, and you hear yeah. yourself through the radio. And it's so good, and it's like two guys at a party, and he's like, hey, Hank. And then the guy goes, hey, Steve. And he goes, the radio's alive. And then the best is the end. Three of the dorkiest guys in a, a topless LeBaron drive by these ladies, and he's got the microphone hooked to the car steering. And he goes, hey, ladies, we'll be back to pick you up later. Later. <laughs> so good. And then, yeah, Homer Simpson, like, oh, that's Because that's where they where, dance yeah. after the car, because yes. they're the, like, neighborhood watch. It's Hammer. Yeah, it's Hammer. That's right. It's Hammer. Oh, it's so funny. But that was, a, I didn't even know that was a real thing. There's, oh, there's just so many crazy YouTube videos. That I watched. I'm transitioning here, as you can tell. People can't see my hand, yeah. but you can see them. Into a yeah. video I sent you. So I'm watching these oh, videos yes. with Pete. My buddy so Pete, good. who you guys, hardcore listeners, he's been on the podcast before. He's working on um, building like a tiny home. So he's doing all this research. And he showed us there's a great YouTube series or series that's on YouTube called like Big Living in a Tiny Home. Mm-hmm. And they show like all these crazy incredible tiny homes mm-hmm. and megan and i were like oh you know what our realtor as if we're the type of people that have a realtor but years ago when we pretended that we could buy a house yeah yeah <laughs> she was like well potential so, squats basically right she's like well you clearly aren't happy with any homes we look at so maybe you could buy a a ditch and put a home in it somewhere <laughs> and she told us about these things called Deltec homes which are interesting, they're semi-prefab or whatever, but they're big down south because they're quote-unquote hurricane-proof, but they're built cylindrical. So your main okay. frame is circular, and then you can add on. Oh, I want to add another room, so it's another circle, and it all kind of works out in a way where you, you I'm from the outside, you see that, almost like a yurt, but you go in yeah. and it, and yeah, it yeah. feels very typical of a, of a home you would expect to see. And we're like, Pete, well, these are kind of interesting because... You know, they're way more affordable than going in to buy somebody else's house and da da da. So I'm like, go to their. I was like, oh, they must have a YouTube page. Sure. It's it's called Dell Tech Homes. I click on it. Take us through. And I go, like, there has to be a video that just shows you the concept of what I'm talking about. And so I click on the first video. I was like, it's like a minute. And it's just a guy on his porch singing a totally unrelated song. And at the end, it goes, (laughs) Dell Tech Homes. I was like, I guess he was on the porch of a Dell Tech home. I click the next one. It's just like, you know, when you watch a commercial on TV and then you see that commercial a couple weeks later and they've just cut the commercial down. So they've dropped a couple punchlines. So it's just just, like, I still don't know what it's about. Yeah. yeah, So they just cut this guy's song down. Like, what is going on? And I sent you this video. So Mm -hmm. finally, we are like, I'm like, what is happening? There's zero videos that explain their concept of what they do. But I click on a video of some of their sales marketing teams, and Casey, oh, did you? it was Boy, howdy. a fucking delight. The first one we click on, two guys that couldn't be more contrasting. This young guy, kind of a feat or whatever, very nervous, and I'm not blaming mm-hmm. him for this because he's moving his hands like crazy, sitting next to this, looks kind of like Jake and the Fat Man, like big old mustache, tucked in polo mm-hmm. shirt arms like cement on his thighs as his buddies like spindling and then they just proceed to ask them zero about the company 
Do they you ask him know about anything about Dell Tech? Nothing. Favorite movie? They ask, yes. you know, uh, what first, song would you dance to? What are you into concert, when you're not? Yeah. First concert? And so I was like, this is incredible. So these are the, the one I watched first. I'm not sure if you saw it, but I was like, one guy said like, well, I like to play darts. And then the young yes. kid's like, he got me into the dart league. And I was like, these two are thick as thieves, but they couldn't be more different. And tell their favorite movie, both Mel Brooks fans. Yes. Both Mel oh, Brooks fans. But that was the best part because they lead in. And he was like, favorite movie. And he's like, I might be dating myself here, but I'm just saying Young Frankenstein. Great movie. Saw it as a kid. And you're right. The guy couldn't have looked more like his dad or his uncle. Sure. And then kick it to the other guy. Very nervous. Very young. And you know he's young because they mentioned earlier about kids. And some of these guys are very cagey about children in their age. Yeah, they age. are. And yeah, then they are. Other people are very open. Like, so this guy was like, I got a seven month old. I'm a young man. Here's what's going on. So the older guy says, Young Frankenstein, as Hans just said. And then the younger guy goes, I don't want to crib your answer, but uh, I got to go men in tights. And then he goes into a men in tights bit and they cut him. Yeah. Hard cut. Yeah. Before the bit could finish. To which I was just like, oh, maybe it's a copyright thing. Oh, it was just a funny because he didn't even get to finish his bit. I don't know why they didn't cut it when he went, hey, man, I don't want to grip your answer, but mine's men in tights. And then there is a cut to another POV where he starts the bit and they don't let him finish the bit from the movie. And then they cut. So there's this weird like he goes. I knew it was my favorite movie when Robin shows up and goes, Ah, Chew, do you know Praying Mantis? And he goes, What? And then they cut it. <laughs> they just cut it. And you're like, I don't sense. even know what happened. I don't even know what movie he's talking about. I got in trouble watching that when Pete, Meg, and I first watched it because mm-hmm. I was so enthralled at what I was watching because I was like, I'm watching absurd reality, which are yeah. contra. I was like, This is exactly what i love because this is so wrong um, what they're trying to achieve and they've thrown these guys to the wolves and they have no business talking about robin hood men in tights and you've put them in that position i can see the shitty Mm. local production uh, local marketing agent who hired his cousin to make these videos and they're so awkward I got in trouble because I became so enthralled. I had my daughter, Dell, and I started laughing and I handed her to Meg. And Meg was like, you just handed me your daughter like you were throwing me a bag of potato chips. And you didn't (laughs) stop looking at the screen. And she was right. I was embarrassed. I was so into it. It... And so I had to watch another one. Oh, yeah. Well, I described it to Ash as... Because you sent me the link and I was watching them and she had said something. I was like, oh, I'm sorry I missed you asking for my attention because Hans sent me this link. And my only description for it was it's like a Christopher Guestian yeah. comedic yeah. exercise. You could see Fred Willard and you could see uh, Catherine O'Hara. And for it's sure. just like. Flash a logo for a thing that sounds like a thing, 
Mm -hmm. but you don't know what it is. Don't need to. And then don't talk about the thing. Talk about yourself. So they just talk about movies and music and you're like, wait, you're a sales consultant for what now? Why are we doing this? First car? So now I'm enthralled. Oh, yeah. And the hook you, is in. You, so I click on the next one and I forget the guy. I know the one guy's name is Tom. Mm-hmm. The other guy's name's Tim Dingle. Just a name. Whatever. It's a fun yeah. name. But it's Tom and Tim. And I'm like, what is this going to be? It's, is it going to be duo. more of the same? Ever. Ever. And I mean, I'm getting maybe to the punch. I don't want to miss it. But like they go into this guy's favorite movie. And let mm-hmm. me preface it by this. And I, I tell Meg this on a daily basis now. I said, Meg, it's not the movie he chooses. It's the fact that this guy has such little tact and awareness that even if that is his favorite movie, that should never be an answer for anybody's favorite movie. And the setting of it. And it's so beautifully perfect. You had it right on the head. Like that is as that's better than Christopher Guest could ever come up with because it seems too easy. But they asked Tim. Yeah. What you're getting is there is no explanation for it. And his explanation after is is succinct, and you're like, okay, I guess that works, but why did you put that after your answer and not before your answer? Because I described it to Ash, and she's like, you're allowed to have this selection? Of course. You need to preface it with being... It's There's a difference between it being your favorite movie or what you think is... An exceptional, one of the best movie. movie, one of like an an amazing film, something I... that is like captures history. Of course, filmmaking. We'll there are things because you know they're like they're bullshit answers. Of course, and I, into... I disagree with Ash. Like you're that at least in that setting, even if it's your favorite movie. You're a working man. You're working for somebody else. You're working for a paycheck. <laughs> that is not right, your yeah. favorite movie. I no. Of disag- course, yeah. I I if I were shoot, I was like, how in the world they cut Men in Tights? They cut his bit. Yeah. How in the world did they go? Oh yeah, I can respect how that's your favorite movie. Can, we're gonna do it again. Say Back to the Future. You know, like not like, to say what this guy doing? what this guy looks like, but he looks like a guy of tight. You'd be like, oh, Left Park. He said his favorite movie was Porky's. Right, 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 right. He liked a drive-in movie he saw with his buddies or his first best gal. But no, he chooses the best, greatest, from fucking left field looking from this guy's mouth. He's got like a like a cauliflower blue shirt. Oh, yeah. What looks like a braided belt. That's funny. And when asked what his favorite movie is. Give everybody a second. He responds with. You know, it it might. I'm going to have to say Schindler's List. (laughs) Fucking Schindler's List. Oh, man. Everybody's got to watch it. We're not even doing it justice. It was mind meltingly perfect. It's a because crushing he, everything about it, like leading up to it, was 
bubbly and bright. The I forget. Pedestrian. I forget what Tom said, but it was definitely in contrast to Schindler. Oh no, he say few good. Tom, men. Tom responds after him. The best part about it is they set it up and they're just like all this bubbly chit chat. Like I don't even remember what it was. And then the screen flashes favorite movie. Tim or whatever the other guy, he responds second. So the first guy goes, favorite movie? Yeah, uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> well done. Great movie. And then they kick to the other guy, and he just has, like, wide eyes. And his response was like, I mean, I don't want to, like, keep it dark. That's right. But That's uh, right. Uh, Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. That's Beautiful right. music. Beautiful thing. Like, he explains his choice more so than just, like, dropping this, like, dirge of a movie. That is, I think, the Baz Luhrmann aspect of this whole uh, situation we're discussing is even better than Schindler's List. Because yeah. that is why you don't create uh, media presentations of your sales staff that you hire to sell Dell Tech Homes because yeah. you didn't hire them to talk about movies. To talk about movies, because but they're going to go with each other because they're in an uncomfortable setting. Like we talked about, the guy with the hands, the guy with the stone hands, the guy with the crazy hands. They're uncomfortable in front of the camera mm-hmm. also because you didn't give them direction. So they're going to bounce off each other because they obviously have flow with each other. When they're fucking sell, I bet they sell the shit out of a Dell Tech home together. So many Dell Tech homes across the, the southeast again yeah flying out the window flying when out you the watch door. them all and all of those guys have worked there for 20 plus years <laughs> they've been there since the early 2000s and that's the the crazy part like that's i was like this is what the office channeled into is yeah, this like is, beautiful yeah. sort of weirdness of what is work kiss because makeup. those answers are fucking like he just dead drops schindler's list and he just goes, I think it's a very well done movie. And you're like, uh, Lawrence of Arabia is a really well done movie. Citizen Kane's a really fucking. Blur. There are a lot of mo- like, which was so funny is like, it's not a taste thing. Like, he doesn't go like, Star Wars Episode 2. And then you're like, well, I think those movies suck. He chooses a movie that is very well regarded. You're not having a round table. Every, every human being on the planet. And I was like, that's your go-to cassette to throw in on a Saturday once you're <laughs> cracking a Bud Light, grilling those dogs. You're like, Charlie, <laughs> throw on Schindler. Time for a Schindler. Oh, you got to rewind it. I fell asleep the other night watching it. We're halfway through. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I love this scene. It's like, that's not a movie where you can say, uh, well, no, you can just say, oh, my God, you remember that. Yeah. scene in Schindler's List. Great but if you're it's asking amazing. somebody's favorite movie, you gotta be like, oh my god, I, when Doc's going down the clock tower and, you know, like, yeah, like, you gotta, uh, um, well, I mean, when Ash, when we first started dating, I, in my George cool guy, List. comedy, like, filmmaker, oh, that's a, where I wanted to go. a Schindler's List adjacent, I said my favorite movie was American movie. Well, Yeah. Sure. Which I felt funny. like the more we spent time and then I lent it to her and her, her roommates watched it and they were like, 
the fuck is this guy talking about? But then you come back and I'm able to be like, I'm from the Midwest. I, I want to make things. I think like, I felt like it was a, it's an artsy answer, but it's not like the killing fields. <laughs> right. You I know, guess like, a- I'm not dropping a, this thing in your lap and you're like, that's really your favorite movie. That, the, a uh, documentary about the Holocaust. I know, I know that Schindler's this is not a documentary about the Holocaust, but like you can only get a little bit more real. The conversation only goes really one more one way from it, and it not necessarily goes to Boz Lerman's. Who says Boz Lerman's? That guy's too old for Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. Well, not saying anybody's too old for anyone. I don't. No. I don't believe him. I I believe Schindler's List. Oh, I believe sure. Schindler's List 100%. You go to that that guy has every World War II documentary around. That guy's seen mm-hmm. Fury 25 times. Yeah. He wishes well, he said Fury. Like, which is the best response for like, "Oh, really? What what about it?" Cuz if you go love Steven Spielberg, opens a whole fucking hornet's nest of why not Jones? Why not Indiana? Any of the Indiana Joneses? Why not uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan. You're like, no, 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 this one in particular. It's like, I get it. Schindler's List is an amazing movie. It's a lot, though. For your I, fave? I wish we were still creating videos for our, our weekly show because we could oh, snap this edit been, this as yeah. either being the guys making the answers or being the guys on the other side of the camera that was like, nah, just, uh, how about Jurassic Park? Same director. Right. Jurassic Park, of course, yeah. And and it wouldn't go over because what we're discussing is so insular. Just like American Movie, I didn't realize it until you said I was like, how can anybody watch that for one second and not be enthralled? But not only are we from the Midwest so we can relate to it instantly, it's been in our writer's room for so long. Yeah, yeah. Even before we we even knew we wanted to write things. That was it. Watching it at parties as we're proto-crafting jokes and ideas. It's there. Um, No, but it's like, you're like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, Jurassic Park? Great. Why? Because I love the Holocaust. Like, that's your your second. You're like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, I just don't think. I don't even think that guy owns Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I think he saw it once. I think he went, ooh, Schindler's List, artsy. He didn't even see, like, that's a right, bizarre yeah. answer. He went, I know what's artsy. Bos- I even know the director's Bos- name. Bos Lerman. I don't fucking Bos Lerman. Um, yeah, a lot of men in that company. So there's mm-hmm. something there. But the one woman, she fucking kicks ass. I I, you, I don't know if you, I, I inundated you with Dell Tech Home videos, but they have first concert. All these guys have horrible answers. Oh, yeah. uh, but well, she's... Yeah. The mom with yeah. the full makeup kiss, full makeup. Yeah, kiss full like, makeup. Fuck this chick is this hard is the core. She would take because the these answer guys before out. her is like, um, Alan Jackson and oh. whoever sang the song "Strawberry Wine." We showed up and gave our tickets to the guy at the door, and he said, "You're in the front row." And you're like, "What a quaint song! What a quaint first experience." <laughs> this woman. I hate to make like snap judgments. I hate to make snap judgments on that. But she looked like her answer was going to be like Skid Row. Skid Row. And yeah. I ended it in the trailer 
with old in Skid with, Road. <laughs> yeah, getting Skid Road. But oh she yeah, she had a very... Alan Jackson strawberry wine, and then old Aunt Karen was like, she, Kiss, uh, to be fair, makeup. yeah, to fit with your story, she said it was her first show. That was her first show experience. Was right. getting pushed to the front row, and I will say for the listener. She's got the look for a lady who's been in the front row a lot. I got, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, and who knows what, it's always the conservative guys you can't trust. Alan Jackson likes that, is like that guy. Uh, He's like Uncle Milty, right? Potentially. Like the guy from um, Empire Records. Get it over with. That's right, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's Rex something signing day. Oh, what is it? Rex Manning? Rex Manning. That's it. Yeah. So Rex Alan Jackson's a Rex Manning, probably nicest oh, yeah, guy totally. ever. But he's sure, listed. Course, yeah, he's listed for what he did to that <laughs> poor woman for... in the front door. <laughs> at Del Tech. Now she's living well. a lie at Del Tech Homes <laughs> in a dart league, <laughs> watching Schindler's oh. List. They're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> it's movie night. Whose night is it? You can dingle. Right. You can see the pilot. Just that guy." Is this always like trying to get it? Like, oh, History Channel's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. And everyone's the show's just called Dart League. Yeah, and they all work for that analogous company that is the Shell Tech. And you're like, what do they sell? What do they do? They'll just hang out at this Dart League. So one they, guy uh, loves the Holocaust. So keep in mind the preface, like the whole thing was me and Meg trying to. To show s- Pete what the hell a Deltec home a house. is. So finally, like the last one we watched, I was like, oh, these are the two creators of Deltec Homes. Nothing. I was like, these guys started this 20-year company where they do something. Again, they talked about their shitty car, what concert mm. they saw. I will have to link all these because I can't think of details. But they didn't mention once how they created home. What an it is. innovative hurricane-proof domicile. and. The company has last, you know. And that was your little tack on it. You're like, you got to watch these. They're fucking crazy. Also, the worst production staff possible. Because, like you said, I had no idea. I knew they made homes because the logo says homes. homes That's yeah. it. Otherwise, they talk about their favorite movies, favorite concerts. Every person you see is on the sales staff and no one sells the home. It, you're absolutely right. This is what Michael Scott would create when they're like, we need you to make some uh, tutorials for um, Dunder Mifflin. And they'd it be like, totally... Michael, you didn't. He'd be like, no, because we're, we're edgy. People. We're artists. Like, you can't hold us down. We're not just paper salesmen. They're like, you didn't talk about any Kevin paper. Schindler's List. Yeah. Kevin, talk about Schindler's List. Because, you know, the production yeah. be like, no, Kevin, you can't, no, Kevin, you can't no, say no, Schindler's no. List. <laughs> like, what do you do here at Dunder Mifflin? He's like, Kevin's a drummer. Kevin, drum for them. You know, uh, that's so right on. It's exactly right. And it's so self-unaware that it's beautiful. And, like, not to, like, color judge the way a guy's shirt looks, but the guy that has the Baz Luhrmann says Baz Luhrmann. Electric purple shirt. Uh, perfect answer for. Does it have? Does he have the sleeves rolled that has a different pattern on the cuff? Oh, I don't know. That'd be perfect though. I the interior is. Uh, you know how people yeah. have like a word that like like 
oftentimes people say moist or panty. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that type of reaction with a inter-patterned shirt. I cringe. Cringe. It might, it it makes me sound, I don't know what it makes me sound like. It makes me sound like I should work at Del Peck Homes. But like, I cannot handle, I don't, I'm not talking on a person. I'm not even judging the person that wears it. Mm -hmm. It's an actual, I should be on one of those shows where I eat dryer sheets. Like I have a reaction (laughs) to shirts where if you turn them inside out, there's a different pattern. I don't know what it is. I can't handle it. It's just the white collar shirts too. I'm not a fan. Oh God, not a fan. Need one color shirt. Maybe it's just my humping boxes, busting rocks, simpleton lifestyle. But it was like, if I have a blue shirt, it's all blue. Maybe there's trauma. White shirt. There's some. Uh, It could be. Like where I found the perfect shirt and then I went to roll it because I roll the sleeves off. I'm a sleeve roller. And then just go, oh man. Oh, perfect shirt ruined. Cool. Ombre on the inside. Fantastic. A little paisley. You can see a little bit. Now, now here's the thing I'm not selling penny stocks to old women. I like a nice different lining on the inside of the suit. Different. Big different. Or maybe that's my flex move now is like. Suit coat rolled up, roll up the sleeves oh. of a suit coat. Well, forget it. Yeah, there's something. There's something. Yeah, um, you're looking at the new CEO of Disney right here. You know who can wear a nice rolled sleeve? I bet you know. I I have one answer. Who is that? Mister Field of Dreams himself. Yeah, is that Kevin Costner about? looks like a like an emperor, an Iowan emperor. Oh man, yeah. He is if, if Italy was Iowa, he'd be the 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 czar. I think I think I converted my wife in the bad way. She, like I think she would. I mean, of course she'd leave me for Kevin Costner. But I said yeah. something. I was like, like you would mention, like look at him, robed in Egyptian <laughs> cotton, whitest, just the white. The only thing whiter is is those <laughs> those mom's panties, if you will. It, well, it makes sense because it's like now it was one of those moments where you see it and we're referring to this past week they had the Field of Dreams game. Best game I've seen Which was decades. never have to see another baseball game in my life. I'm done. Why wouldn't you? Why would just leave on top as a viewer of baseball? I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. I'll watch Field of Dreams again. I'll oh. watch Bull Durham. Sure. Trend. Never a live sporting event. But so they did the whole thing. They built the state. They built the stadium next to where they filmed Field of Dreams. The outfield is the corn. Eight thousand people in the stands. Kevin Costner old walks. Old score. Oh, that was my favorite. Oh I, yeah. So that was in my notes. It was like some poor schlub from L.A. got flown to Iowa to like <laughs> dress like a newsie. To no, hang no, a placard. I. You have to be more. Don't be so cynical. That's I. That's Des Moines Dinner Theater. I. Hope that's Tim so. R- Riggle or Tim Dingle. Like Keep just it in the community. It. You're telling Local me local plumber also do, uh, plays. You know, uh, fiddler. He they dress him up. That's, that guy's on Cloud Nine. <laughs> that guy's dinner theater royalty. Yeah. That's I hope real. So. Changing I hope that so. Dinger. Because yeah. when the camera cut to the guy, I was like, oh, cool. Old old school scoreboard. Great. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. 
wait, wait, I gotta watch some more. The camera swings back, and I was like, that's three grown men dressed like oh yeah yeah should have been kids for sure 30s news i was like come on that's what i just i assumed that was probably in the the, contract fox flight you can't trust a kid with it mess around drop one of those shingles that was a bunch of old white socks ghosts they're like ah god damn it they brought the ghosts (laughs) out of the corn and then trapped them like they're ghostbusters (laughs) in the other realm and made them change the score but they're like we're players not anymore. You're hanging. You're not. You're not any better than Ray Liotta. You're hanging tiles. <laughs> you're getting Ray Liotta's Marlboros down at the come and go. No, but it was just watching that, and Kevin Costner comes out in that white, and you get. I was like, oh, that's why you wear that white because it shows dirt, and the man floated above that dirt. Oh, that yeah, ball and, field, and. Though no that sweat. white also shows um, successful skin. <laughs> yeah. It shows success on skin because the skin is clean, generally has uh-huh. a sheen to it. Probably not makeup. Oily. Nah, Costner's not makeup in Iowa. Now he's probably oh, covered. Oh, he had a couple, cake. like... Well, my favorite, like, like it was awesome. It was awesome to see the baseball game there. It was awesome it was, to watch the White it was Sox. The best, it was, kidding aside, the Beat best baseball game I've seen. Yeah. the Yankees. Fuck yeah, we did. very nail-biting fashion. Yeah. But I gotta say, my favorite part is... Oh, when Costner? You know, it, it's, oh, John Smoltz, awesome, fantastic. One of the greatest pitchers of the last 30 years. Without a doubt. Great. Great color, man. And then you got Joe Buck. I know some people hate him. He's got that voice. He's our era's sportscaster guy voice. He's our Bob Costas uh, color, man. And they're like, okay, going into into inning four, we're going to have Kevin Costner up in the box. And I was like, oh, fantastic. I can't wait. This will be great. Get to watch a ball game. Kevin Costner's in Iowa. Doing color commentary, talking baseball with two dudes who know baseball. Talking catch. Talking Burt Lancaster. Talking and just the best. I was like, I would watch every game of baseball if it was just what transpired. And it was just a Kevin Costner podcast just, just rambling about. Hollywood. Not even what's going on around him. He's not yeah, even talking about, about baseball. Celebrated life. He's just talking about like, well, I bought a horse in South Dakota, and then Joe Buck's like, and uh, that's two and three. Here we go. Oh, Kevin, what do you feed your horse? Right. Well, I uh, got fresh oats. Fresh. Ooh, here we go. Line drive down the bottom. Anyways, Kevin, it was just, it was awesome. It was just like he didn't give a shit about baseball. He loves baseball, but. Oh, he doesn't know what year it is. He I can about... tell you who didn't watch the White Sox play the Yankees because they <laughs> cut to him in the stands and Kevin Costner was on his Blackberry like he was Ari from Entourage. He didn't look up <laughs> once. Nobody even nudged him to say he was on the, the Jumbotron or on camera. He, I was like, of course, he's going to lift his head. Somebody's got him in the ear, like lift your head and wave. Just fucking playing Tetris on his just, fucking Blackberry. Oh, it was amazing. Just Angry Birds. Oh, it was the best because he mentioned it and I saw it and he was like, 
yeah, so we were here. You know, it was one of those moments where it was like, so you're here, Kevin. What do you feel? Like, you got to take the field. And he's like, well, I took the field with my son. Mm. And we just never got that moment. It's just like, your son don't give a fuck about me. You drug it. Like, you saw him and, like, That's he was on his there. Son. He doesn't have a son. His son was just, like, looking around, like, what the fuck are we doing in Iowa? That kid got booted from the scoreboard. That's dinner theater. That's <laughs> yeah, that <was> Oliver. <laughs> Did Coster chase his son up the scoreboard? Get her. You're playing tiles this game. I'm taking dinner theater. He's sitting next to me. You imagine if you flub up with Costner too walking out there, you're gonna get a fucking earful. Then Costner's because Costner locked the guy who wrote Dance with Wolves in his basement. In, in he a said, room. "Give yeah. me my fucking script. I got want it. an Oscar, and I want to feed him. Yeah, he uh, fed him bourbon. I wish and hot water. I wish so for a lot of people, even listening to us, probably not." Probably not our listeners, but are like, what the fuck is Field of Dreams? I didn't tune mm-hmm. in to hear these idiots talk about baseball. Now Field of Dreams, it's, yeah, I know it's a movie, but maybe I watched it, maybe I didn't. I haven't seen a hundred times like these dads. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Uh, ultimately, yes, if you're watching, you're watching a baseball game, you know Field of Dreams. Kids don't really give a fuck about it. Why would they? Um, right. Ray Kinsella. Great. If you haven't read the book, by the way, that it's based on, mm-hmm. Eight Men Out. Or is it called? No, not Eight Men Out. Field of Dreams. I don't think the book is called Field of Dreams, but Ray Kinsella is the author. He's just, mm-hmm. it. It's it's got a lot of differences. And guess who really, they didn't really show fun. during that broadcast? I don't recall seeing Ray Kinsella. Yeah. <laughs> didn't fly him to Iowa. Ray Kinsella, I believe, is is in the. He's got his own crypt under the corn. He's coming out of that cornfield. You don't want to see Ray Kinsella. You got a problem. Um. What was I talking about? Oh, it's so it's so, you know, it's eh, Field of Dreams. But mm. it, so ultimately, it is kind of an inside thing. And I wish, oh, yeah. even though it was the most expensive baseball game, apparently in baseball's history, ticket-wise, like the cheapest ticket was oh, yeah. $1,500. And that is if you made it in that millisecond to get a ticket. Otherwise, it was all like scalp. Because it was like 8,000 people? Like, but I 8,000. But I wish that's a lot. I had the money because I would have brought all my friends... To make it an even more inside the park home run of an inside baseball for many. And we'd have all worn blue women's hats. Oh, yeah. Blue hats. Yep, That's blue all women's was... hats. First baseline. And everybody just yeah. look over at these guys. Everybody's old timing. And we just have these beautiful baby blue different ladies hats, feathers. and Oh, and you know font. they would have kept the, the camera off of you like it was the plague. Don't go to the blue Because even though the game is called the Field of Dreams game, that's too inside baseball to the movie. They'd be like, we can't show these grown men in blue hats. Because then we have to talk about Field of Dreams more. and Which means we got to keep Kevin in the box more. And he's contractually obligated to get the fuck out of here <laughs> immediately. He took a jetpack from that farmhouse. Didn't even take his private oh, jet because he would have had to drive through Des Moines. He said something funny. He was talking about James Earl Jones. It was like, it was nice to give the the poet the like athlete speech. And I was like, he's not Terrence Mann. About? He's a fucking <laughs> actor. It's a movie, Kevin. He's like, he's like Tom Hanks. Like, I think Kevin Costner thinks he played triple A ball, and I think Tom Hanks thinks he was at Bastogne. You know, I yeah, and that was like Joe Buck. Even was like. 
I mean, you've played a lot of parts, and you definitely are. You you got the goods. He said something. I was like, he's like, we were playing catch, and you got an arm, Kevin. It's like, you're not George Plimpton. You didn't train with the tight like the lions. Yeah, like you didn't. You you played a a baseball player in a movie. Now, do I want Kevin Costner to make another baseball movie? Yes, always. You kidding me? And forever, always. I want them to make the sequel to Field of Dreams, where Ray Kinsella is dead, and he's a ghost. And his daughter, that's the hook, moved away because she's a millennial and they lost uh, their connection with football or ladies field hockey. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Or a dusty old football town. Yeah. So it would be Texas, right? Costner comes out of the dust and he's like, you didn't know I played football too, did you? She comes out of the ocean. (laughs) It's just like Prince Namor. Oh, you know, when we moved to Southern California because we lost our farm because we put a baseball field. And then, you know, that famous Southern Californian football team that my daughter became the first (laughs) kicker at. But I died of, you know, renal heart failure. She never got to show me her kick. You never got to see that kick. Never got to see the kick. (laughs) That's Field of Dreams. So it would be, I, I mean. Field of Screams. Ocean of Kicks. it's the olympics oh my god so we didn't even the olympics happened did you watch any olympics they did Did you watch a little bit no none not zero (laughs) just none i'm not an olympics guy i'm not an olympics guy either but it's when we were in maine we kept the tv on for the dog like because the dog's noise like there's outside noise they'll get disturbed so keep the tv on Nothing easier than keeping on the Olympics. So I'd come home and be like, like, or walk back from the beach and you'd use the bathroom or whatever, grab like a soda or something. And the Olympics are on and you're just like, the fuck am I watching? Like there's something called rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, those are and the you're best. Like, the deep, what is, deep bench. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like you get why, like, why are we watching the marathon? Why are we mm-hmm. watching the hundred meters? This is five. This I'm sure they have men's too, but I, women's rhythm and mm-hmm. gymnastics. Five women walked out onto a mat, each with a dodgeball in their hand, and proceeded to perform the most precise, incredible, seamless act of yeah. whatever the fuck I was watching that I never knew existed. And I, my jaw was dropped because all they were doing was throwing a ball in the air to mm-hmm. another person. Not yeah, all they were doing. Yeah, yeah. What, what I can describe is all they were doing for five minutes as they spun and caught shit with their toes and chin. And every time they threw a ball in the air, somebody was there to catch it. But it just looked – it's just a ball in the air. Right. You, it's not a it, – you're not measuring your shot like Minnesota fats on the sure. pool table. Yeah. You're not looking at angles. There's wind and shit, I would imagine. And it was always there. And you watch the most perfect. Th- it's like watching synchronized swimming, I guess. You're and like which I saw as well. And I was like, they, one person got on their f- hands on the bottom of the pool, put their feet up as somebody stood on their feet. And they proceeded to kick them in the air for a thousand flips. And then their mm-hmm. hand landed on somebody else's hand. You're like, what am, what, why would I ever in my life 
watch somebody do a fucking kickflip when I can watch these eight people do something that seems inhumanly possible. Right. It's like alien culture. You're like, you got some sort of signal from yes, Neptune. that connection. And you're just like, I have no idea why this is a thing. It looks cool. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I guess that's a human element as you connect with, like, well, a human went down and kicked them up. and Right, right. It's something their bodies did. Or I guess maybe the best it's just relatable abstract. is diving. Because you go like, oh, yeah. those dives are crazy. And then they pull out the crazy, crazy. Because they go to the end of the board. And then they get on their fucking hands and do a handstand dive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like. Oh, so you can do that? You can, they can do that. And then you get disturbed because all the divers, like the oldest diver was 14. And you go, that's unsettling. Obviously, like to do these dives and you have to do like the human metric, you can only weigh so much. Mm -hmm. So they're all emaciated and bizarre. And then this woman is this girl, woman, whatever. She's 14 or she was 13 or something for China. So first person ever to get three perfect dives in a row. So she got all tens. And when I say coneheads as a fellow SNL movie nerd, she went into the water like that, like with no splash. Coneheadedness. Just that. It was was nuts. So, but I mean, that's, yeah, that was the Olympics. That's the Olympics. Every four years, I feel like I walk in on something that I go, I didn't know that was the Olympics. I didn't know that was a thing. That was just the most incredible thing I saw. And other than processing it by telling you on this podcast, I forget it immediately. That's what the Olympics is to me. For me, for us, since we don't have cable, like, Working in bars so long, like it's a very bar room experience. Whether I'm working in a bar with a TV or in a bar with friends in a TV, it was like it's cool to have on. Like there have been Winter Olympics in New York where Ash and I were like waiting to go to dinner, and we're like, "Oh, cool, the luge is on." Right. But other than that, just like that little snippet here and there, I'm not like Team Are USA. Are there Olympic nerds out there? There's gotta be. With no genuine investment, but emotional investment. Oh, there's gotta be. There has to be. Like, watches all the heats from start to finish. Yeah, no, there's gotta be. The way we just wax poetic about Field of Dreams and how we would have crashed the Field of Dreams. I I use nerd in an endearing way. I'm just saying, they're gonna be like, oh, come on. Yeah, of course there are Olympic nerds. It's only the oldest athletic experience. Oh, goes yeah. back to ancient Greece. Greco-Roman. Idiots. So, Enjoy your blue hats and your McDonald's <laughs> movie. Idiots. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, because like, for me, like I'm sure there is somebody that... Yes, of course there's people that follow it from start to finish, from heats to qualifiers. Like Honestly, for me, if I turn it on and there's the 100-meter dash, that mm. might be the first heat to qualify for the qualifier. But for me... I'll never watch another one of those races. Yep. So whoever won that first heat for the qualifier of the qualifier, they got gold the gold. Medal. They got the gold <laughs> yeah, medal. Yeah, they the got same. my gold medal. Like, no doubt. I was like, oh, wow. Because I'm not so keeping fast. score at home. Like, oh, the guy from uh, Cuba. Ooh, he got a 2.7. Better put that down in the book and see what the next heat. Like, um, no, nope. done. Gold medal. That's winner one is race. the winner. It should just be one race. 
anybody can join. It's first come, 50 first people, serve. one race. Oh, come on, stop. That's the greatest. Like, let's streamline the Olympics. NBC, get them on the horn. Just you one long doing? race? Just one 50 giant... meters, 100 people. 100 lanes. First. 100 lanes. No, every country. That's it. That's the Olympics. Every country gets a lane, one 50 race, meters. One lane. Yep. One race, oh, yeah. no heats, no qualifiers. Photo Once finish. they're done, set the hurdles up. Every country, hurdle race. Oh, you have yes. Move them hurdles. Swim, hundred lane pool. Same thing. Biggest, the ocean. Flood that flood that mud hole and they <laughs> swim. But then get rid of the like the the blue uh, white collar. You know what, equestrian. If you can't, if it yeah. is unaccessible, like a basketball and a rim, out. Hey man, I like skateboarding, but. You need gold medal for skateboarding. It's a hundred bucks a deck. No, 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 no. You got it. You want to keep it? I see it. It's out. Everything's out. You know what? Hurdles are out. Can't afford a hurdle. (laughs) Jumping, (laughs) running, (laughs) throwing shit, swimming. You can. All right. One one rock throw. Heavy rock. And a shot put. Yeah. And you got to you got to pick your rock out of a pile. And that's part of that's an event itself. Is the run? Rock to, you got to run to the rock. Maybe it's run all one event. You run, oh, just, you swim, yeah. you jump, you get a rock, you throw it, and then you box. <laughs> right, yeah. Whoever's left standing, box. You got to throw the rock there at each go. other. Then you get miffed. <laughs> rock dodgeball. Rock dodgeball. Uh, Dick, you're just event. no. You're totally right. It's just a foot race to a rock pile, and then it's a rock fight. The end. <laughs> the end. And it's so, yeah, it's so much easier. And I guarantee you how boring those fucking Olympics are. And I think I heard people talk about, like, yeah, nobody watched the Olympics. Oh, I think I'm the, the, I watched more Olympics than anybody. It's NBC so drawn out and boring. God, yeah. fucking fleeced. They paid so much for the Olympics and nobody watched it. The advertisers dumped. Everybody dumped. Did so I tell- if, if Hanching JP, JP's gold medal rock fight. Everybody's tuning in. That's it. And you tune in one. It's like the Super Bowl. Gold medal rock fight. <laughs> gold medal rock fight. Only three people are getting... You know what? No silver, no bronze. Only. No fucking way. It's crimson and, for you, victory. And here's the thing. It's not over when it's over. Rock fight. And then that person gets that gold medal on. Yeah. They got to keep it on their neck for 60 seconds. <laughs> Anybody yes. else can go for it. They can go after it. Yeah. Let that like Hunger Games. 60 seconds duking it. That'd be tough, man. That would be tough to... Uh... And that's the scale is uh, Hans Freiwald won gold medal rock fight. But then 60 seconds, he lost to Henning. So Henning gets the... So there's tiered. You won the original oh, rock fight. You won the rock fight. But you lost the final. So you get credit for the duking. And then that person the dukes, gets it, but then that person has to make it out of the arena. So that's third. And it third. could be the same person. You could have you could have survived and still been gold medal rock fight. You could, yeah. And then you get but the second if tier. If you were usurped by a snake, you have to run out of the third place. Is you have to run out run. without getting that's tripped. Where the comes without in. getting tripped. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you got to get the medal this time. You just got to stay on your feet. You win the rock fight, and then you sprint. That's where the sprinting and the swimming comes. Well, you run to the rock, 
You throw the rocks. You gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> you you hit somebody bigger than you. Yeah, and think about it. It's like picking your car in a good video game. You yeah, want a fast yeah. car? You want a beefy car with big engine? You Doesn't want something with stamina, with extra gas tank? So that's how you got one pick. You don't, Great you don't have a country that can pick a fasty and a strongy. You need a, well, all so in the, one. So you, you pick go your classic, car. Classic Like car. Bulgaria sends a muscle man. You get a Schwarzenegger from Austria. Doesn't matter. You got a speedy You, you speedy could lose guy to an American from, weasel. Yeah, American weasel. America's always going to be middle of the road. So boring. It's like Street yeah. Fighter. You got your You're going to send a Tim Tebow. Yeah. Ken. Always Ken. Yeah, boring. Give me... Give me the marathon. Give me the marathon runner from Kenya. Stamina. You want some dolls in? I want, yes. I want stamina. I think he was from India. <laughs> he was Indian, yeah. But I want I want my guy with stamina, and then you pick another guy. Obviously, maybe Jamaica tends to have the fastest runner, so maybe you go with somebody from speed, like a Usain Bolt. He's got all the speed. Yeah. But he's not going to be taking a no fucking rock to the calf. Oh, yeah. He's all legs. Yeah, it's all legs. Just take out. His it's legs. all late, late stage gold medal rock fight. There, there's, there's levels, and it's intergendered. Yeah, of course. Non gendered, non binary. You pick. You got to pick your. Every country gets two representatives. No. Who you send is up to you. No one rep. Every country oh, gets one rep. In a backup. No you get a backup? drug tests. No testing at all. <laughs> of course, no drug tests at all. We're not even drugs gonna, are encouraged. We're not even going to test citizenship. I'm going to just can put poach drugs Americans on the and say they're Canadian. You can poach. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to. You send how you send. You can send a <gasps> oh. dog. Now you're going strategy. Send a is Americans bowl, send a gorilla? Send some a sneakers snake. in as Canadians. Send that snake. Send a snake. Bite venomous snake. <laughs> It's a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> this is like, hey, you you joined Olympic Utah uh, wins gold, gold gold medal rock fight. Yeah, like America it. sent a bag of snakes, trademarked. trademarked, and Russia sent a monster truck. We'll see what happens. Just sent a monster. What do you say? I say, uh, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it except for throw a rock at me. Throw a rock at me. And hope for that gold. Hope for that gold. Amazing. Gold medal rock fight. Perfect. In a cornfield, <laughs> by the way. Oh, in, in Iowa. Always. Did you hear... I, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Did you hear the most monotonous detail about the cornfield from the Field of Dreams? Outfield, cornfield? About how... No, I don't know. I mean, I love it because it looked perfect. Oh, was it when you watch the ball players eat the corn and then just go... Because it was deer corn. Because you diarrhea. No, it was how, like, the corn got, like, a disease, so they went out there with each individual stock and propped it up with, like, a piece of poly, like, tubing, so they were perfectly stood up. Oh, I did not know that. Which sounds like, for a guy that has to work outside, that sounds like the worst job ever. And they were like, they really cared about this field. I was like, fuck that. they did. They got fucking. They would have done it CG if they could have afforded hey, it. Hey, stop feeding that hog. Take these nine thousand poly, <laughs> poly, poly tubes. And they gotta and look don't mess perfect. It up. And don't let me. They better mix in with the. I don't want to see them. Figure it out. That needs to be the greenest looking stock I've ever seen. And the corn looked beautiful. Beautiful. 
Oh, especially when they walked out. Or when those dingers was sailing in. Tim Anderson, hero to my heart. You and I are the worst fans ever, by the way. Oh, yeah. We both, so, ultimately, when we both text each other when uh, old old Aussie, I forget his name, Kendrick Car- Carrick, our, our best closer, oh, yeah. gave up his runs. Because we, we were watching the game, Sox yeah. were crushing it the whole game. Uh-huh. Everyone turn it off by now, by the way. It's just, it'll oh, be yeah. quick. Just turn it off. You and I are texting each other, kicking ass, boom, boom, sending fun memes like the dads we are. Boom. Uh, Yankees come back, top of the ninth. They're up by one. Instantly, I see those three dots coming from you. You see them coming from me. (laughs) Al Bundy hanging himself, never watching sports again. Less than three minutes later, White Sox, Tim Anderson, walk off Homer, puts him up. Yeah. Best game I've ever seen. And then it was nothing but like shots, everything. Just body slams and wrestling memes. So perfect. Oh, that was oh the that, and the part of it is because my everyone in my family is a Yankees well, fan. Yeah, so I, I wish like, I was there watching it with you for sure. So the game, you know, the, the White Sox and them and together. Hi, Jay. Hi. Hi. You know, she knows. You know it. Daddy goes. Daddy was going, going strong. Daddy goes. Did Harvey get a haircut? Nah, just Daddy all that. Guys. She got conditioned after all that vacation. Oh. So that, that ringlets. Well, we gotta save it. We'll save it for next time. Save it's it. Fine. Save it and shave it. Good. Now nice. Now nice. Guys. Oh my guys. My guys. Guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hi guys. Hi Harv. She can't see me. Hello, miss. I taught. I taught Ruby how to go. Milady. Guys. Hi guys. Hey guys. Is that what Daddy sounds like? Hey guys. Hey guys. Well done. That was a good job. That was a good job. Save it and shave it. Save it and shave it. That is it. Yeah, I'm sure whatever we were talking about was supremely important. Oh, it was. Just us gloating about the one way. Oh, that was what it was. It. I live in a. Everyone in my family oh, yes, is a yes, Yankees yes, yes. fan. Yeah. So we walked in and I was like, oh, good. There's an important game. Right. Oh, the White Sox are good. Oh, it's on primetime. I was like, I can't wait to just get bagged on once again. Right. And you had it. And then they were good. And I was right. like, oh, this pitcher. What's his voice? He sounds like he's from West Virginia. Oh, he's Australian. Fantastic. And then he's just spitting flames and talking shit. And of course... He's just hanging home run balls. I couldn't believe it. Like, and I got to just be like, well, he shouldn't have talked so much trash, huh, guys? And they're like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. Oh, God. I was like, oh, Lord. Uh, that walk off, man. Oh, and I felt bad feeling. because uh, all of my, my father and my brothers were eating shit when the Yankees were doing bad. So once the the shit turntable oh, spun back around, I was that like, was well, the I guess antidote it's, for sure. Daddy's got a eat a bunch of shit because he's oh. the only white Sox fan here except for hunts oh but that must have felt good at the end they must have been that was because it was it wasn't as quick of a turn for us because the white Sox Mm-mm. were pretty much dominating the whole game yeah and then oh, fucking disappoint everybody's disappointed when you lose a save but yeah. fucking yankees i mean they they sock two dingers first of all one from their yeah their hot shot 
the judge, Judge Dredd. Yeah. So they're like, you're, but I mean, so, so your family could have, they all of a sudden just that adrenaline spiked, but fuck did that get knocked down within three minutes. So that yeah. is the hard. That was for us, like growing up, it was like, oh, it's the Yankees that I always know. And the right. Yankees we lived with in New York City. Oh, here they come. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like watching the Patriots. You're like, of course you're good. You're yeah. always good. Uh, the White Sox snuck one out. Snuck one out? Well, they might sneak. Well, I, like I said, I'm never watching another baseball And we're going to watch a game again. I'm done. You'll text me when we find out what the World Series yeah, is. Yeah, if they win the World Series, we'll, we'll watch. Their we'll watch gold medal paper afterwards. Gold medal... Gold medal rock fight winners for us for always. That's all I want to see. And my gold medal rock fighter better only button his shirt up to his navel and have the biggest gold chain I've ever seen. Just dookie ropes and fucking crucifixes. For another time, can't get more inside, but I've never (laughs) seen a more flagrant team of like, go fuck yourselves than the 2021 White Sox, man. So I was like, is everybody rocking it like that? Not a fucking single Yankee. They were buttoned up. They might have had a chain now and again. But the fucking White Sox, you got a pitcher giving them the hawk. You got a guy from Australia. I was like, who is this? This is Major League. <laughs> this, yeah, no, it really is. Yeah. He was like, did a, an, an old pirate ship crash into this cornfield? And it's just the Jack Sparrow ghosts walking out onto the, the ball diamond. Oh, man. They Great did. game. Great game. Fantastic game. And this that, last game I'll ever watch. That's how dads end it. Great game. <sighs> Great Fantastic game. game. <laughs> that's how it goes. I'll check the box score tomorrow. Oh, just to be game. sure. Oh, man. <laughs> a breathy break. Gr- a breathy great game is the best way to leave it. That is that is the dad sign off. <sighs> great game. That's perfect. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. My standard answer is actually Schindler's List. And I mean, that's a deep, dark movie, but just cinematically, it was very moving and complete for me. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Both both, uh, Tim and I are are, are cinema buffs, and I was going to go a little darker than that, but uh, I'll stick with uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, the Baz Luhrmann production, which was also visually just crazy. 